Hi guys, I'm Jamie Roberts. You are watching Rugby Wrap-Up. There you go. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig & Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. And Lean and & Limber, stretch your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey everybody, welcome to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. And we have another stellar Major League Rugby show for you. We've got Mike Tolkien coming in to talk about MIP's most important players. But first, we have some interviews to get to. Let's start with Ben Lesage of the Toronto Arrows. Benjamin Boselli Lesage, is that correct? That's correct, you got it. Yeah, you got a lot going on there. You got French, you got some Italian, Canadian. How do we break it down? There's a, a sprinkle of Italian and uh, the, the French is actually French-Canadian, but it goes way back. My roots have been Canadian uh, for quite a number of years, so um, uh, I consider myself primarily Canadian. Avez-vous un stylo? Oui, mais je ne peux pas le voir de mon siège ici. Ah, vous parlez français très bien, mon ami. J'ai étudié français à l'Université du Buffalo. Oh, <laughs> The, the best French school in the world, I'm sure. Yeah, SUNY Buffalo, that hotbed of French culture. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Before we get to your rugby career, you are the center from Toronto, not named John Tavares. That's right. If you're, if you're not careful, people get confused pretty quick in this city. So got to put the rugby in before you start saying the word center or people will be all up in arms. And now you're living in Toronto, Leafs country, and you are a Calgary guy and a Flames fan. Yeah, uh, you can uh, move cities, but you can't move allegiances that quickly. So uh, I still give all the, the Leafs fans on the team a hard time when I can. Is there any hockey talk, any NHL banter in the locker room? Absolutely. I think a lot of the guys, obviously, growing up, that's probably the first sport they're exposed to. So I think Cole Keith, uh, Lucas Rumble, those are some of the guys who, who follow it quite closely. And I've been sure to remind them of the, the Flames 2-0 record against the Leafs this year so far. Of course, that's Lucas Rumble, a.k.a. Aquaman. As he has been referred to before, that's correct, yes. Oh, I, I'm sure he hates getting confused with a movie star. If he was as big as the actual Aquaman, I'm sure our, our, our scrums would be even more powerful. So maybe, maybe something for him to work towards. Good answer. Good answer. And that allows us to segue to rugby. You had your Rugby World Cup debut in Japan. Pretty cool, eh? That's right. It was uh, an incredible experience from, uh, from all aspects, I think. Uh, the tournament was run very very smoothly and the, the reception from the Japanese people and all the cities that we were able to go to was just incredible so it definitely kind of added to the experience and to, to everything and from from a rugby perspective as well you know it's something I've had circled on my calendar for a number of years is something that I would had a goal of mine that I was hoping to work towards and for it all to to come to fruition and work out and to step onto that field for the first game was uh, a pretty special moment, especially with, with so many, not only just my family in the crowd, but tons of Canadians behind us. It was a, a pretty cool experience to just kind of soak in. And kudos to Team Canada for using their personal time to help with the cleanup after the typhoon hit. That's right. So for myself, I actually wasn't with the team at that point. Uh, after breaking my hand in the first game, I had to 
go home and have surgery to get it fixed. But um, I think that kind of just speaks to the character of the team and a lot of the guys. And um, yeah, that's a, the, the first thing that came to mind for a lot of the guys was how do we help the community and give back? And, and uh, it's good to see it's kind of some of the guys who are, are good, good characters getting the recognition that they deserve. So Amazing. Let's get back to Buffalo. When we met in the Buffalo Bills bubble while you were scrimmaging, Rooney, you had a hand taped. And I'm just wondering if that was out of the NHL injury handbook where you taped the good hand so they'd go after that and then disclosed that you had a lower body injury. Is that what was going on there? Uh, no comment on that. Fair enough. Fair enough. No comment on that. I like it. And getting back to the scrimmage slash scrummage, you know, Buffalo Bills bubble, Another cool experience. Yeah, I think uh, it, it turned out to be kind of the perfect sort of facility um, for the day. You know, it's, uh, I mean, not being from Toronto, I didn't realize how close Buffalo really was. So it was, it was an easy day trip for us to make down. And uh, just kind of the scale, that size of that building is pretty impressive. So it kind of, you could be outdoors. I think guys would have trouble hitting the roof if they tried to. So it makes for a, a pretty suitable venue for us to have a run around in while there's still snow on the ground. And you have the likes of director of rugby slash head coach Chris Silverthorne and coach Aaron Carpenter barking at you at training and scrimmages. How would you describe Silverthorne's coaching style? Uh, I definitely think he's more, he's not, when you say barking, I think he picks his moments. I think he's definitely likes to stand, he observes, he takes everything in, and he's a man of fewer words probably, but I think those fewer words definitely carry a bit more weight. Um, I think it depends on the coach, right? You can buy into all sorts of different styles, but I think for him it works, and, and when he has something to say, guys listen and guys pay attention, so um, it's working well for him. Yeah, I stand corrected. I was more referring to Carpenter as the one that potentially would bark in that relationship. There you go, a good cop, bad cop uh, kind of scenario they got going on for them, I guess. So yeah, it, it works well. And uh, I think the whole coaching staff is kind of on the same page and good working relationship with the team. So, so, so far, so good. All right, I got to ask you, how was it going against Matthew Bastereau and Ben Foden in that back line? Oh, it's uh, a pretty cool, pretty special opportunity. I've watched tons of international games where you watch Bastereau do all sorts of incredible things on the field and to, to be lined up against him was a, a pretty cool opportunity and uh, he's definitely as big in person as he looks on TV and watching all those games but um, I think we, we handled him as well as we could have on the weekend and um, I think everything is going to step up another level come, uh, come the regular season when there's stakes on the line and I think if you look at the center position across the whole league there's, there's quite a bit of talent so I think our kind of center group at uh, the Arrows kind of relishes that opportunity to test ourselves against some of the best and, and hopefully put our hands up as one of the uh, one of the top groups in that area without maybe having some of the marquee names that some other teams do. There was no kid glove treatment for the big fella from you boys. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, our uh, guys on our team, we're all competing for spots to be in that starting 15 uh, come two weeks time and and you had to approach that as any other game. And um, we're definitely at all times probably aware of him, where he is on the field, a, a threat such as him. You can't kind of lose track of him, but um, uh, guys just stepped up for the challenge and that's gonna be a year long thing that we have to deal with. Every team kind of has big threats and attacking options and we'll probably have to deal with that week in and week out. 
But it is important to point out that everybody got along famously in the traditional rugby sense at the aftermatch gathering. Yep, yep. New York's a great group of guys. We enjoyed kind of speaking. Some of the, the guys have developed relationships with those players from last year. So for me, it was getting to know some of the new players, but uh, there's no animosity after the, the final whistle there. And, and I think everyone's excited about rugby in North America and everyone's building towards putting a better product on the field and making this competitive and seeing this league take off. So on one sense, we're uh, competitors and opponents and, and want to beat the other, but at the same time, from a league perspective, we are working together to build a brand and to build it and play exciting rugby and, and other team successes only kind of raise, raise the bar and the kind of brand um, recognition of the league and kind of builds towards bigger and better things. And, and getting back to the pitch, I was literally inches away from you guys smashing into each other and that was real hitting. That, that bodes well for an exciting season. But we're out of time. Final question. If you were to accidentally turn down a dark Coney Island alley and were surrounded by a bunch of tough-looking Irish guys led by a captain named The Butcher, who's the one guy in that locker room you'd want there with you? I'll take Andrew Quatran. I think he's a, a big unit and he's... Uh tough as nails and um, willing to fight for anyone on the team. He's he's a, a loyal guy, and uh, I would I would love to do battle with him. So He's the one with the mullet, right? He has quite the hairdo going right now, and it, who knows what it'll look like by the end of the season. So that, that'll be something you'll have to keep your eyes on and track its progress. You know what? We're going to put together a rugby wrap-up, Major League Rugby all-hair team. He's my captain, without question. He would be proud of, of that one. Mr. Benjamin Boselli Lesage, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Take care, Matt. All the best. Thank you, Benjamin. If you thought that was cool, folks, watch this. How much you guys pay for these seats? Premium, premium, premium cost. This is pretty good. I mean, Best seats in the house. Yeah, no right under the posts, here. literally. One, two, three. And welcome back. Matt McCarthy at the Pig & Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, talking Major League Rugby. That was Mr. Ben Lesage, who plays in the back line. We have his teammate, the Argentinian import, working in Toronto that I met in Buffalo, Senor Tomas de la Vega. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, really happy to be here talking with you. Uh, I'm really appreciating my, my short time, at least, uh, here in, in Toronto. You are an Argentinian star. You come from Buenos Aires, one of the world's most beautiful cities. It's got architecture, it's got warm weather, it's got beautiful women. You just married one, and yet you took your new bride to the frigid climes of Toronto and subjected her or you to playing in bubbles in buffalo yeah that's right yeah we we, we came here with dolores my my wife we recently got married in in buenos aires like two months ago uh, so we are both really happy being here uh, with this new experience it's it's right that it's a a really uh, different weather here we were like uh, 35 degrees in buenos aires uh, very hot very warm weather, but I think it's funny. It's part of the adventure. Uh, we have some 
issues with the car and the snow last week, uh, in the rain snow. Uh, but as I was saying, I think that it's part of the adventure. We are, we are really enjoying it. And hopefully, we don't train outside. Uh, I say uh, thanks so much for the people who invented the domes so we can train inside uh, and without the, the snow and the, and the cold weather. In winter in Buenos Aires, it's very humid. That's the, the bad thing of Buenos Aires because when it's that humid, the cold feels much uh, strong. So here at least it is very dry. So maybe uh, you have like minus 15 and it doesn't feel that cold. You, you are bueno, said you are. Great positive spin on that. And likely because your wife might be watching this, so you gotta go that route. But you do have a history with Canada. In fact, you were the captain of the Argentine 15 in the ARCs in 2018 when you played Canada and a couple of your certain teammates now. Yeah, thankfully I had the opportunity to play several times with my national team and also with Argentina 15. Uh, yeah, and yesterday we were having a dinner at Hemingway, like a, a big, uh, very famous rugby restaurant here in Toronto. And we were talking with Lucas, uh, his sub-captain here in the Toronto Arrows. Uh, and we were remembering that match we played in Jujuy, an Argentinian province. And I remember he was the captain for Canada and I was the captain for, for my team, for Argentina. So it was really funny to, to remember that game. Uh, uh, yeah, it's really good to be now uh, teammates with Lucas because he's a very good player. And I really appreciate how he is uh, welcoming me together with all the boys. I'm feeling really comfortable with the team. I have two questions for you. A, did you win the match? And B, are you counting on Lucas because he looks like Aquaman to get you into nightclubs in Toronto? Yeah. We, we beat them on that match, uh, and I don't know if uh, Dolores, my wife, will be very happy with what you say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 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 of course, uh, the guys here are, are very nice with me, uh, and also with my wife. Uh, yesterday she was telling me that they are already her, friend, her friends too, to get her involved with the, with the team too, and so that's very important for me, and hopefully she got a job, so... While I'm, while I'm training all the day with the, with the, with the guys, uh, she's uh, being busy uh, at the company she's working for, so uh, that's very important too. Wait, whoa, whoa, no offense, Mrs. De La Vega. I meant that he would obviously bring you to the clubs with him, but before I dig my grave any further, uh, off the pitch, you are also a lawyer, which would make you the perfect choice to be the guy that mediates or adjudicates any of those fights that these guys might have about hockey in the locker room? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually a lawyer. Uh, I had my degree like in 2016. Um, but in, in Buenos Aires, actually, I was working not specifically as a lawyer, but yeah, I, I have a partner there in Argentina uh, and we work in real estate. Uh, but yeah, um, all the guys uh, like are bothering with me, like saying, if we have any problem in Las Vegas when we trip there, uh, you can take us out of jail because we are a lawyer and that stuff. Uh, but that, that's not true. <laughs> I'm a very young lawyer and now I'm a professional rugby player. I'm not more a lawyer <laughs> uh, for the moment. Hey, a lawyer is a lawyer is a lawyer. But before somebody out there sues me for negligence, we should point out that you did have caps playing for your nation's team, Los Pumas.
yeah, yeah. As I told you, I had the opportunity to play several times for Argentina 15. That is our second national team. Uh, that's when we play several times against Uruguay, uh, Canada, Brazil, uh, Chile. Uh, but yes, uh, I also had the opportunity to play for my first national team that we call them the Los Pumas. They're very well known around the world. So yeah, I was very lucky to, to play at least uh, 10 or 12 uh, test matches. So yeah, that was like a very important part of my career, the best one. What I like to do is try to share with all these guys I'm playing with, with now. They have uh, several, some of them, they have played uh, the Rugby World Cup in Canada. So like sharing our, our experiences to, to build up the best team we can we can so that that is very good for 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 the team i think wait wait a minute. i have to appeal to the lawyer in you and question your answer you said 10 or 12 caps which is it counselor now yeah that, that's because um, in argentina we don't count the caps we played against uh, teams that are not in the tier one uh, so if i remember well i i have 10 caps playing against tier one teams and the other two, I think, that are against uh, South American teams. That's why. So the, the match you play with Argentina 15, 15, they do not count as caps. Hey, the Argentine 15 is no cakewalk. They are a solid team that can beat many nations. And I got to salute your union, the Argentinian Rugby Union, for creating them. So A, the Pumas aren't crushing everybody in the America's Rugby Championships, the ARCs, and B, they get your young players some great rugby experience. Yeah, that's right. The Argentina Rugby Union is working a long time ago with this second team trying to develop more players uh, to provide excellent quality players for Los Pumas. So I think it's very important. Uh, by the time they are having a new South American Rugby League, um, <clears throat> at the same moment we are playing MLR. So uh, we are having a, a Argentina national team in that league. Uh, so most of the players playing for Argentina 15 will take part now of Seibos, that is the Argentina, Argentinian team playing in South American Rugby League. So I think uh, these tournaments and these teams are very important to develop new players uh, to build up uh, a better national squad. Getting back to your current squad, I asked Ben Lesage, your teammate, what it was like going up against the likes of Bastereau. Yeah, it was good because obviously uh, every player wants wants to play against the best players uh, we can. So I think it's pretty cool for the for this MLR and the tournament that is almost new because it this will be the, the third season uh, to have players like international stars like Bastero, Ben Foden also playing for New York uh, and several other players. Manon playing now for San Diego. I think it will cheer up the level of the league and for us, the rest of the players, it's really interesting to play against them. I have confidence on my team. We, did, we don't have any international star, but I think uh, we do have like excellent players and I think we could do a, a very good tournament. Well, you are an international star, sir, but your humility is appreciated, as is your time. And we are basically out of time. And I have one final question for you. If you were to innocently wear the Maple Leafs jersey that Chris Silverthorne gave you as a gift into a Boston pub and walked into a crowd of unruly Bruins and Free Jacks fans, who's the one guy in your clubhouse that you'd want there with you? Well, I think the biggest guy we have, uh, and he's also a very good friend, so if I get in a dark place, I think he will uh, be on my back. <laughs> Uh, he is a Q, Andrew Quatrin.
he's a, a, a yeah he's a, a hooker for us uh, and he he's been a, really a very good friend trying to introduce me to all the guys and uh, picking me up uh, at home also um, uh, Patrick another another prop he's also very good so uh, those two big guys I think I will uh, love to have them have them on my back that, that's classic Ben Lesage picked Quatrain as well Andrew I'm loving you man the, the mullet toughness what's not to like but I'm gonna go with Tom Van Horn because then I could smuggle in Josh Van Horn and get a two-for-one there with two gorillas. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That would be another option. That would be a smart choice, yeah. <laughs> and they are also very big, big guys. Senor Tomas de la Vega. Muchas gracias. Thank you for coming on Rugby Rally. It was a pleasure for me. Thank you for receiving me and having this good time talk. So whenever you want me, we can talk. Cheers. And on that note, and on behalf of Mr. Benjamin Boselli Lesage and Senor Tomas de la Vega, I am Matt McCarthy. From the Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub on West 36th Street, for Rugby Wrap-Up, signing off.